I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's break it down time, and Alex McCarthy is here with Kenny McIntosh. We are back with another instalment of our acclaimed podcast, acclaimed by me. <laughs> um, it is WrestleMania season, and we have plenty to discuss. Where does Senor Money in the Bank fit into the plans as we head towards the 40th iteration of WrestleMania? Damien Priest will tell you himself uh, as he chats with Kenny, and that will be at the end of our podcast today. Before that, Kenny and I are just going to riff. We're just going to chat some shit uh, ahead of WrestleMania Elimination Chamber next week. I will be in Australia. More on that later. But Kenny, how are you, brother, brother? We've got enough to talk about. Oh, yeah, always. WrestleMania season is more than enough. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. Looking forward to Elimination Chamber. AEW Revolution's happening. Lots is going on. What, what's the stuff? Let me let me tell you something. Let's start with the obviously main story in play being The Rock, Roman, Rollins, Cody. We had the press conference last week. Uh-huh. Um, I was a very patient man on Twitter, Kenny. Very, <laughs> very patient for the week that preceded that, where everybody was up in arms and moaning about how Cody had stepped aside and The Rock was being a dickhead and taking the spots, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I said all along that I didn't think they would read the room that badly. Um, and I didn't think the end goal would be just Cody being swept aside. I uh, wrote an article for the Daily Mail, which you could find online, where I basically riffed on all of these theories um, ahead of the press conference. I mean, they quite clearly pivoted. I mean, I don't think they thought Rock was going to get that kind of reaction, maybe. Um, but I always thought they would be smart enough to pivot, and, and ultimately they clearly have. Kenny, what do you make of the press conference last week and the new direction WWE is heading in? Could be Rock versus Rollins, could be a tag match night one. Either way, it is Cody versus Roman part two. Um, the fans have got the destination they were looking for, and... It seems like we've got heel rock, which is good news for everybody. 
We've got Hollywood Rock. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think, first of all, anyone on planet Earth who thinks that this was the original plan needs to go and see their GP immediately. Because <laughs> yeah. there is just no way. Like, th- this was going to be rock and roll, man. I don't really care the arguments of people who say it wasn't. It was. Because there's there's no explanation as to Cody stepping aside for like a week. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, they, they, they read the room very quickly. Like, I think they read the room within like a day and then they obviously had like Logan Paul and Ricochet putting the We Want Cody tweets out. They had yeah, yeah, yeah. the NXT Vengeance Day people. I mean, the press conference itself, I've got to say, I would I would say it's maybe the most exciting thing I've seen WWE do in the last four or five years. I thought it was masterful by, by all involved, by the way. I know I'm going to bump up the rock, but I thought everybody was awesome. Everybody, Seth Rollins deserves a lot of credit for for knowing that he's going to be positioned as a clear number four in the scenario, but still playing the role. Because a lot of guys would, you know, get going a huff about that about how they're not the most featured guy. But he he knows his place in this. He's he's it, working hard. It did set the table for a tremendous promo on Raw, though. Yes, where, it did. You know, Seth made sense of everything. Why he was sticking up for Cody on stage against The Rock kind of laid the foundations for potentially taking on The Rock. Um, I mean, because I assume, we've got to assume, from, especially from the teaser trailer thing they released on Sunday night or Monday night, whenever it was, that it's a tag a match. Well, yeah, but it's either that or it's a two-top matches. Like, those four are in, right? Well, so whatever, whatever iteration it comes out in, those four are involved. If you've got two singles, fantastic. If it's a tag, fantastic. But it can't really be, I mean, to me, it can't, re- it can't really be anything but the tag and the Roman and Cody because we've got a chamber match that's happening in Australia. And unless The Rock turns up at the end and does an edge uh, to Kofi King to, to Kofi Kingston, which would this year be, I don't know, Sammy Dana or whoever, like mm. whoever wins that chamber match is facing Rollins, which we assume is going to be Drew because, you know, he's the hottest character right now. But I mean, I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was amazing. I thought the, they, they, they did, like, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like WWE, like, like in the attitude era, but like the good way, not not the you know Russo swears you by. Mm. But like it, it, you got there was so many questions coming out of it. You had Cody standing up for himself. You had Rollins there backing him up. The I thought they, I mean, I did love the whole Rock doing the family tree thing, which did kind of go down like a fart in a church because nobody really cared. It. But it was it was good. But and then that's obviously developed all these memes where people just would have the Rock. Like show, I mean, somebody in Liam who works for ITR had made it that he was signaling to a poster for the Trish tour, which I appreciated. <laughs> social media, um, yeah. but yeah, I, th- I th- the, but I thought the way they got to Cody and the Rock becoming at odds was was pretty natural in the way they did it. And the only thing I, w- I would like to see is I would like an explanation of why Cody changed his mind. Yeah, he hasn't quite done that yet. Um, maybe- and the other, go on. But you know they could explain that by I know you know Finn Martin who did a personal podcast with he his prediction is that Rock is going to turn on Roman at some point at WrestleMania whether it's after the tag match or during the Cody Roman match and you know it could be that Cody and the Rock were in it together all along and it was a plan to take down Roman like that could be the way they go I don't necessarily think that's the way they're going to go but and then if you well, to be a divide at some point there has to be Rock a divide. Because they will get back to Rock versus Roman, right? That will happen. Yeah. But the other thing in play here with the way this has come together. So I thought it was very interesting at the press conference, the way the way Rock and Roman were talking about their match. It wasn't like any animosity at all. Like they were like shaking hands. They were like, you know, this is for our family. Like it wasn't, do you know what I'm saying? It was like a yeah. union before it was even meant to be one. So... And like the Rock was never, although they had this like intense standoff at SmackDown, that had almost dissipated by the time they were on stage together. I kind of ill-explained, to be honest, but it was very much like them two wanted to be in the main event for their family rather than Roman's worried about losing his belt to the Rock. It was all very calculated from that degree. Now there are many different ways you can go about how we get to WrestleMania, or if you know that is where it goes down. If it was Rock versus Seth then, you know, presumably that's for the title. That opens up a myriad of options. But again, I don't think that will be what happens. But then also, if you do have the tag match night one, Rollins has got a ball double duty somewhere, hasn't he? 
Yeah, yeah, he has to. Cody's put on double duty, yes, and he's gonna. So yeah, but then what, what I'm saying is, you have the tag match like one, then both world titles on night two. Like that seems a bit, a bit strange. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a tough one, but I mean I think the good thing about it is it's, it's unpredictable, but not in a way where there's there's many bad options to have. No, no, I mean, it's not. One... It's all exciting. It's all it's all intriguing. One like, thing I I'm thought not... was really interesting though at the press conference, just what I remember, is when Rock came up to speak to Triple H backstage and he's telling him, don't let him talk shit about our family. What mm. I thought was fascinating and deliberate as well is that Rock was the guy and Roman was the guy in the background, which we've not yeah, seen. very deliberate. Very, very deliberate. I Again, I was reading through the comments on Twitter and refraining from commenting, mm. but there were so many people that said, Oh, you know, The Rock made Roman look like, you know, for the first time in this Tribal Chief run, he's made him look... And I was like, well, that's the point. That is the point. He, <laughs> he's actually a high chief, right? He's actually a high chief in, in Samoa. Like, it's... That supersedes Tribal Chief. He, he If they are going by family kind of lineage and law, like, The Rock is the big guy, right? Yeah, like, 100%. So, um, and if, obviously, Roman buying into that, and I don't think... I still don't think Roman looks less than... Personally, I think The Rock was just kind of taking centre stage. And I think from a business perspective, he would as well, because technically he's Triple H's boss now. Lest, lest we forget that. He has power over Triple H. For sure. Yeah. I, mean, I, did, are you, I know you were Second saying that. I know you were no, saying that. Well, no, I, I was just going to say, like, I, I was keen for your thoughts on they are clearly leading into Triple H versus The Rock, not in the match, but they're think- going head to head. They're biting heads. I think it's smart because if the whole story is that he's the high chief and he thinks he's, and you know, then also in real life he's on the TKO board, you can kind of do, you know, like Vince, you know, I know he's now Lord Voldemort, we should mention him for obvious, mm. horrible real reasons, but in the 90s and stuff, he was involved in stuff without, without being in matches at, at a lot of points. So I don't have a problem with Triple H being involved in stuff. I think it's quite good. But the the thing, like, I know you were saying there's a lot of people on Twitter who were making comments who who weren't happy about... The, because there, there was... I mean, I did a poll on my Twitter and it was like 1,500 people or something and I said, did you enjoy the press conference and what it is going to lead to? And it was like 87% yes, 13% no. And to the, the 13% no people, I sort of say I can debunk pretty much every argument because if the argument is, mm-hmm. well, we should have just had Rock and Roman. Well, Rock and Roman is now going to be better because there's an actual story going to happen over like the next six months or a year or whatever it is they do, rather than just him coming in, us having three weeks of promos, and then there's the match. But yeah. the, the other thing, is, like, right, name one of your favourite movies. Let's just hope I've seen it. I've, I, I, I bet, name a big movie that everybody's seen, that I'll have seen. Um, the Godfather. The Godfather. Okay, you picked the one I've not seen, but that's fine. Imagine... <laughs> Pulp Fiction. What about that? You see Pulp that? Pulp Fiction, yeah, let's, yeah, we'll do Pulp Fiction. Right, okay. It's like, ima- at least it's like, right, Imagine in the original Pulp Fiction script, there was not the classic segment in the diner, the the the, the diner, right? But then it was added in during the shoot. Are you going to like complain about the shoot of Pulp Fiction? No, you're going to you're going to critique the end, like what happened. They pivoted. It doesn't really matter what they had planned before. They've pivoted it. They've turned it into a story, so it shouldn't really matter. I do think the, like I say, the Cody why he. Didn't why he was originally not going to pick Roman at WrestleMania, and then why he changed his mind does need to be fleshed out. But you know we're recording this on the fifteenth of February. WrestleMania is April sixth and seventh. I think he's got time to tell us that. Yeah, Rock and Roman are on the show tomorrow as well on SmackDown. So... And it's a double. It's a double taping, so they could be on the next two weeks potentially. Yeah, which is very very enticing. Um. Yeah, I think there's a lot to dive into there and obviously a lot of development. Will the rock get physical? There are so many questions to be answered. But they, as you said, they're good questions. They yeah. are intriguing questions. I, I, I didn't want to go to WrestleMania again and watch Cody versus Roman 2 when I knew I could have had the rock and Roman. That was my selfish take because I saw it last year. If I'm mm-hmm. going to travel to America, I want to see... I've never seen the rock wrestle live. I've never seen it. So, selfishly, I was the wrong guy to get into an argument with on Twitter <laughs> because I was never going to see the point of view of, of the other side. But um, I, I do think it was illogical. Even even though I wanted Rock and Roman, I thought the way they did it on that Friday was horrible. All wrong. All wrong. 
of Cody saying, I'm going to take everything from you, just not a WrestleMania. And he doesn't explain why. He steps aside and we've got Rock and Roman. He, it made him look stupid. Nobody wanted it. Um, and they I went, off, they they, went off the air with that stupid, like, just them looking at each other and nothing else. Yeah, so stupid. They, I mean, they, they think it's like the Rock Hogan thing, don't they? Where they stand and just all the, like, the light bulbs go off. It was never going to be like that. And I think, um, you know, move, moving forward from that, I think they very, very quickly. You know, you had Brian Gowitz, I think, you know, the next day, go, you guys have no idea. Like, the next day, they were thinking, okay, well, how can we pivot and play into this? And I think with The Rock being on the board, he'll be more invested to make more appearances to make this make sense. I think if they wanted this to drag on for six to eight months, they could. Will they? Probably not. The, pro- the end destination is probably WrestleMania. Then you get the full year to the next WrestleMania to make it happen. But I don't see why you can't do the Rock and Roman as like a two-man power trip of sorts. Um, I you thought see. the aggressive way that he approached Triple H, you know, he, he's, he's saying fuck, he's saying shit, like he doesn't care. And that, there's, there's going to be a section of fans that are like, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, Rock is out here, he doesn't care. Uh, you know, like a new era once again. And you have to think as well that when WWE go to Netflix, they haven't got to worry about TV networks and how much swearing or what they post on there. They don't. They can do no. whatever they want, basically, on Netflix. You've seen the content that's on Netflix. WWE could do whatever they want. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. I do, um, I, I do, I do love the, the you, you did have mixed in with all those good points and that witty speech that you just had there. We did hear a bit of blind faith because you're hoping after WrestleMania, this is going to lead to next year's WrestleMania, and you're not talking about the probable outcome of Saudi Arabia. So, I'm, my yeah. question for you is because you're, you know, you're a huge rock fan. This is not a, this is not news to anyone who listens to your followers. You, but for you, does it matter if the match is in Saudi Arabia? Does it take anything away from the Rock and Roman match for you as a rock fan? If it happens there. Those Saudi cards have got a lot better. I think we could all agree. Like the first few were like glorified house matches, but like now they actually feel like events. Um, I I personally don't believe it would happen in Saudi Arabia, just from what I've heard, and taken into account of what The Rock has said in interviews too that he thinks it's a WrestleMania match. I think that actually carries a lot of weight with Rock. I think he's someone who cares, you know, kayfabe and in real life deeply about history and legacy. So. I don't see it being a Saudi matchup, personally. Um, but that's not to say, you know, m- money can really buy anything, can't it? So, uh, <laughs> you know, the Saudis could get that matchup if they really push for it. I, I certainly believe they'll be pushing for The Rock to appear on a show. That much I do know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's one of those things. I, I think the storyline potential here is absolutely mammoth. This is one of the few times in recent history where I would believe them to take it to lengths that I previously would have capped my excitement at, right? Like, you know, so many times with Vincent Mann, I was like, you could do this, you could do that, and then they just didn't. And you go, oh, okay. Whereas here, the players involved is kind of what makes it exciting. You can't afford to drop the ball, right? It has to be good. So the only questions that remain, does Seth turn on Cody? At WrestleMania, 
saying he's his shield and all of this good stuff? Does he cost him or is he just lying in wait to win the title off him next? I don't know how that looks. But is all that it seems with Seth, or is there a two-man power trip with the Rock and Roman holding all the... I mean, look, there are different ways they can take this. But it does seem like after WrestleMania, <clears throat> the smart thing would be to have... If you if Seth and Cody are essentially your top two baby faces for the spring the summer, then one of them is the champion. One of them is the top guy on Raw, and one of them, one of them is the top guy on SmackDown on the babyface side. Because you know Rock and Roman are not going to be around. No, much. but presumably, presumably Cody would be the top guy on SmackDown once he takes Roman's belt. I yeah, assume. yeah. Um, and then Seth would so- be the Raw guy. Seth probably wouldn't be the champion, but you know he'd be the Raw guy. Uh, but I mean, Rod's got loads of baby faces, so Rod's not really in trouble. But I think SmackDown would probably need Cody. And I, I think you know, what's interesting to me is going to be after WrestleMania with whatever they do, how do they capitalize on it? Because yeah. you know, is are, are either Rock or Roman going to go to France for backlash? Are, are either of them going to go to uh, you know Berlin, Berlin, Saudi Arabia? Cleveland for SummerSlam. That's where SummerSlam ends up being. I'm curious to see because I think that the remember when The Rock did that whole thing where he was the, the guest host at WrestleMania 27. Then he was like, you know, we're going to go to do a match in a year. It's going to be amazing. And then you were like, yeah, because I think that's probably one of the things that, that made people sour on The Rock a little bit is because you know CM Punk was obviously the champion in 20, tw- 2011 and 2012. Yeah, I mean it was so clear he he was not going to be headlining WrestleMania. Then the following year, Rock came back um, and won the title Punk, again. Punk got uh, taker, though, didn't he? Like, you know, it wasn't all bad for him. Not true, but, you know, you, I, if you're in that position, you want to be on, you want to be on top. You yeah, yeah, I, I mean, listen, um, you know, but uh, also, Rock and Tina was the biggest match they could have had. So. I will say this, though. Now, yes, Did he need a title? No. Yes, <laughs> yes. Do I think John Cena is one of the most overrated wrestlers of all time? Yes. I, I'm 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 flabbergasted that people think he's a good in-ring performer. I think he's mm. terrible in a lot of ways. He's great at being a big match performer, but like as a wrestler, his stuff looks really bad. He shouts spots all the time. So anyway, when Rock beat him at 28, I was like, oh, this is great. Perfect. But you knew as soon as he it finished, to give it back. oh, God. Yeah, he had to give it back. And I remember sitting there in that stadium in New Jersey. And I mean, WrestleMania 29 was a fucking... Crap show! It really was live. <laughs> I mean, see, it's you know when when you think it's bad when you're there live, that's a testament because live anything should be good because you're there. But it yeah. was like you know the Shield were in that terrible match with Randy Orton, Sheamus, and Big Show. Mm. Rock was in there with Triple H, but nobody really wanted to see Triple H in that spot with him. Even the build though was was yeah. awful because you were like, oh, Cena's going to win the rump. Like you could telegraph it a mile yeah. away because like the. You just knew they were going to get back to each other, and it made everything so like not exciting. Um, but that's yeah. this year. It's like with this year, it's like we all want to see Rock and Roman be this kind of big heel act, and that's what we're going to get. So the stuff that we're kind of looking to see what happens next, we're actually excited about because it's it's going to be good, rather than like the inevitable of oh god, it's Cena Rock too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't even tell you exactly what's going to happen yet. Like I'm not even. A hundred percent sure Cody does beat him. I think he should, and I would say ninety percent of me says common sense says he will. But I'm still not hundred percent sure because you know it could go in a myriad of directions, and you know there's all other people out there saying, well, maybe Roman needs to hold it till X date or to beat certain records, and you, you think mm, you wouldn't put it past them now, would you? Mm, yeah, I mean, it, for me, it would be a real, it, it would be a bad call to keep it on Roman because. I, I thought it was a bad call last year to keep it on Roman. Like we could be where we are right now, and he doesn't. You know, if he, if he didn't have the belt, it'd be, be the same. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I mean, would it still have been as good? All the stuff between Mania and Money in the Bank without him being the champ, probably. Probably still could have done all the stuff that. But then, part of it might have been so good because he was still the top dog who hadn't been beaten. So, mm-hmm. I, I think I think this tag match feels epic. It feels huge. I'm very excited about it. And I mean, because usually in WrestleMania, there's kind of like, there's night one, which feels like night one and night two, it feels like the bigger one. But I mean, if that tag match is in night one, they're going to have a tough spot in night two trying to follow it because... Well, that Dallas night one, I thought was better by a mile. 
Yeah, but, um, you know, but, but they always position it as the 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 biggest match of the, of the of the weekend is the, yeah, the headline match the, next. Yeah, yeah, the headline. Oh, did you yeah. hear what um what Kevin Owens said to her pal Stephanie Chase at Digital Spy recently? No, she no, um she said to him, well, you know, you've headlined WrestleMania twice, obviously against Steve Austin, and then against the Usos, and he kind of chuckled and went, I mean, I've not really headlined WrestleMania. I've not headlined two. <laughs> like and he see he he gets it, he knows. I mean look if I yeah. if I was if I was on top of night one, you'd never hear, hear the end of it. I'd be telling everybody who would who would listen. But um can I ask you a question? It's unrelated. I, I, yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts. So I've not seen all of it, but last night on Dynamite there was a segment and I'm just curious that what your thoughts are on it. So basically there was a segment where the young bucks were a promo battle with Darby Allen. Yeah. And yeah. The gist of it is Darby Allen did this kind of semi shoot style promo where he talks about, you know, the EVPs and how, uh, you know, they got all their friends hired and they never hired him. He was begging them for a job. But thankfully, there was, there was one EVP with a brain. He's not talking about Kenny Omega. And then people start chatting Cody. And he's talking about how it's all friends wrestling. And one of the biggest supporters of the Young Bucks, Mr. Meltzer, was very unhappy with this segment and said it was really bad and it you know it's it's basically kind of getting to Russo territory. Uh what do you think? Is is it a good idea to bring in real life stuff if the young bucks are heels or are you opening up a can of worms of getting people to start thinking stuff about them that maybe long term you don't want people thinking? No, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's a fine line, right? Like you we as fans kind of want some of that realism involved. You want that shoot style primer. Like everyone clamors for it. Let's let's not pretend everyone doesn't wax lyrical every time someone opens the door that, you know, there's like a little nod to something that we all know about. It was a bit too overt, right? A bit too much from Derby, perhaps. Um, and there is maybe diminishing returns to mentioning people from WWE and then, you know, the loudest pop of the segment is for someone who's not even in your company. I, I do get that. But I also think, you know, we operate inside this weird wrestling bubble where, you know, oh, that's so bad. And, but everyone knows that they are EVP. So you would maybe have something to say about that if you were cross with them and you had some gripes. Like, it's not out of the realm. They didn't, like, go around the houses to make some point that didn't make sense like he he had some logic i just think you know for darby allen to all of a sudden make this point sort of four years deep (laughs) that's the that's the more quizzical you know quizzical part of it um i I, i'm not sure the content of what he was saying was effective but i don't think it's off limits to talk about you know the young bucks and how they've operated as evps and you know to claim they're shitty peoples when they're when they're heels like what's what's wrong with that yeah, I mean, I didn't have a problem with with some of it, but I mean, I, th- I do think anything where you're basically leading the crowd to chant Cody, mm. it's just probably not something I would have done because you've you've kind of taken this Darby and Sting thing and you've like I don't know, you you've just kind of done this thing that's very specifically about Cody, you know, because he goes, I'm not talking about Kenny Omega. Yeah, um, cool. it's just weird. It's a weird dynamic. But, I mean, I'm somebody who. You know, as much as people know you're a fan of the Rock, I'm not a fan of the Bucks. They're not yeah. for me. You know, they are. You know, it's like that big beatdown angle they did last week. It was good. It was much better than what they usually do, but it's still pure high school drama levels of acting. Like it didn't help them that the next night you had fucking Rock out there smouldering like he's in Jumanji again. Uh. You know, like showing how it's done, but. uh yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess we'll see. Do you think that Sting and Derby are gonna are gonna win, or do you think that uh, Bucks are gonna take the belts from them? Uh, Things last night. What do you do? Uh, yeah, uh, it's a difficult, it's a difficult position because I, I imagine it all hinges on how Sting goes out. And if he doesn't want to be, or he didn't win the one, want to win the belts, or didn't, doesn't want to be champion, then you find a way for them to lose. <laughs> I don't know who's who Sting's last opponent. Presumably Derby, maybe. So uh, is that how you start it? Ah, I don't know. There's so many well, things to consider. Well, I mean, this, I mean, this is it. Re- Revolution against the Bucks is the last match. So either they lose the titles oh. to them, or they or or they win and he retires a champ. But I mean, if he doesn't, if he didn't want to win the belts in the first place, I fully thought there was more. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 I think it's probably saying 
put someone over on your way out. And I think Tony's just saying, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Let's have the Sting tribute tour, man. Let's just go all in. Yeah, um, nice I, I, I could see them winning and just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't imagine Sting's final hurrah being, you know, the young buck standing over his dead carcass. I don't like to see that. Yeah, I think sometimes people just people just want to see a, people just want to see a happy ending. Sometimes, do you know what I mean? People just they they. I mean, all... he's, he's been protected so fiercely in AEW as well, isn't he? Like, also, like you don't really need to put over the young bucks. Like they're fine. <laughs> they're... Well, so I was about to say, if you were going to say, "Oh, I don't," you know, I, I, the traditional thing is, I'm going to do do the the job on the way out. You need to do it for the young bucks, like whatever, however many times tag champs that they are. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you can. I've got to be honest. I think the AEW product as a whole is pretty cold to me at the moment. Um, I was, I would say a year, maybe a year or more ago, year or two ago, I was, I preferred it, Dynamite to uh, to WWE product, but it's the other way around now. Back on the uh, back on WWE train, <laughs> as it were. But yeah, I, no, no, I, 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 I think a lot of people feel the same. Yeah, like Kenny, Kenny Omega's out, and they're not some of the people that I like to watch aren't being used. Great, you know, like you know, like, Malachi Black has had a singles match since 2022. The summer, <laughs> mental. Although you, you do wonder about if the stories are true that he doesn't want to do jobs. If he, uh, well, if it is, then get rid. What, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it's pointless, isn't it? It is, so mad, it is mad to me how some people he, he has denied that. It's worth saying, right? But, like, the whole notion that you would be in the wrestling business and say, I cannot lose is fucking farcical. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it is. But, I mean, I think the... I, I think with, it's, it's funny to me that when some people are in WWE, they'll happily do jobs all day long. And then when they're in AEW, yeah. the idea of, like, ah, don't really want that job. Gotta it's look like, strong, brother. Like, <laughs> this is, but this, this is why, if I was a boss... Like, well, I mean, I am a boss in some ways, but like, I don't, I'm not good at, uh, I'm not good at hard conversations. So I, I'm not the one to have hard conversations because they're not, it's not my strength. So if Tony Khan's not good at having hard conversations, hire someone to have them for you. Yeah. 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 Hire someone to, to go into Malachi Black's dressing room if he's refusing to do jobs and go, by the way, you're losing tonight to this guy. If you've got a problem with it, look at page 46 of your contract. Yeah, if you don't want to be here, yeah. Cool. If, you, if you want to be in breach and be, you know, be held for it, then fine. But I guarantee, if you do, if you start showing that kind of attitude, you'll you'll start dropping pretty quickly. If it's true, I, I, I struggle to believe it personally. I very much struggle to believe it. But who knows? Who knows? We're not there. Flies on the wall. But yes, yeah, I mean AEW. They they like I say, there's a lot of talent there that I'd like to see them do more with. Miro's been fucking meandering for however long and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it's just a less interesting show about MJF as well. There's just like a lot going against it at the moment, sadly. Um, but that's just for my take. And then conversely, my favourite wrestler ever is back in WWE um, in a red-hot storyline now that everyone's talking about. And up and down the card, I'm thinking, you know, what the fuck are they going to do with Sami Zayn at WrestleMania? I was hoping he would be in the shake-up of the world title if it was a multi-man. You know, is, who's going to be, I was about to call him Volta, Gunther mm-hmm. for the IC title. Chad Gable wants a shot. Jey Uso's in the reckoning. You imagine Jey Uso will fight Jimmy Uso at WrestleMania. There are so many different cogs in play yeah. for WWE that is all building up to a crescendo that seems to be an excellent WrestleMania card on the horizon. I'm very excited about it, man. I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a good time. Best part of the year for for WWE and yeah, and I think even you know I mean AEW is not as it's not the show I thought it was a while ago, but I I am looking forward to Sting's retirement. I think that should be good, and hopefully with Mercedes coming in next month and with I mean the Okada and Osprey thing doesn't really do much for me because it's just more good wrestling. Like they, they've got good wrestling, give us characters. Yeah, that, it's, it's worth us, it's worth us saying that there are a, you know a large section of fans that will do something for. So, you know, they're catering to their market with, with that. But, yeah, I mean, Mercedes as well. I'd like to see what they do with her, for sure. Very intrigued how they position her. They're, doing, they're giving her the punk treatment, basically, with a whole 
a whole show in her hometown. So better be done well. And women need a bit more on AEW, I would argue. So, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to think about. But we have run out of time. Uh, Damien Priest will give you his dulcet tones to finish off the show this afternoon or whenever you listen to it. I don't know why I'm telling you what time of day it is. I will be in Australia next week, as I've said. Lots of interviews coming from my time in Perth, Elimination Chamber. You will be able to find the videos on Inside the Ropes YouTube channel. And I assume you'll be able to hear them on this show as well. Uh, and of course, the written pieces will be at Daily Mail. And it's not too far away from Trish Stratus coming to the UK, Kenny. Yeah, itrtickets.com so you can get your tickets March 4th in Glasgow, March 5th in London. Uh, very much looking forward to it. So hope to see some of you there. I need my London ticket, brother. I need it. <laughs> uh, until then, guys, we will catch you hopefully next week, maybe the week after due to my travelling. But either way, Break It Down will return on a semi-regular basis. Here's Damien Priest. How are you doing? You all right? All right. How are you? I'm good. It's a good time to be Damien Priest, obviously. This has got to be the best year of your career. Um, was there a moment in, the, in this last year where it kind of clicked for you of like, huh, this is this is huge for me? Uh, it's hard to tell, man. There was a lot of moments this past year. Uh, it, it, would like, it was just a combination of things. I don't know if there was any one moment because there were so, there was a few moments where I'm like, this is happening. <laughs> you know, everything I wanted, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm doing it. You know, whether it was Puerto Rico, whether it was winning the Undisputed Tag Team Championships, Money in the Bank. Uh, you know, we just had a lot of cool moments. You know, Survivor Series being in the War Games match. Um, it was just a lot of cool stuff that happened this year that I'm obviously grateful for. But like, I, I feel like I, I'm at a place where this was the destiny, right? Like to live forever, my name, and and I'm here. I've I've etched my name in stone in WWE lore, and uh, you know, it's it's what I what I wanted. So you know, here here we are. <laughs> here we are we obviously you got you know winning the undisputed tag team titles i feel like it's safe to say that a few years ago the tag titles maybe didn't mean as much as they have in recent years um did you notice that, that there was more of a, a kind of uh importance placed on the tag team titles and now you know they're a big part of the show they've main evented the show um how do you feel about that uh yeah i think it goes without saying that that unfortunately there was a time where the tag team titles kind of fell off a little bit and they weren't as important as they should be um and then obviously the focus came back i mean wrestlemania main event tag team titles like that's that's a wild wild one like no one could have predicted that one right that the tag team championships would be the main event of one of the nights of wrestlemania um, so that that tells you everything you need to know as far as where they are now as as far as importance. So you take that and then Finn Balor and I, you know, winning these championships twice. It's it's wild and it's but it's so cool to know that we're we're a part of something that's important, you know, and and it's neat to know that we're we're carrying that tradition of making sure that the titles stay important, you know, and we take pride in that. We don't want the titles to fall off again. I don't think anybody does. So um, you can tell by how many people want the tag team championships. It's not just tag teams. It's individual big stars that kind of want to team up with somebody to take the titles from us. And and I think that's awesome. You know, just, yeah, come at us, boys, you know, because, uh, you know, we're here and we're staying. So it, it's pretty neat. It is kind of cool that, you know, if you if you go into WrestleMania this year and it's you and Finn defend the titles, that may be like, five years ago might have been like, oh, we're only, you know, doing the tag titles because it might not get some time. But now, like, there could be serious time. It could be a main event. Like, the options are much more open, which is cool. Exactly. It's, especially during Mania season, knowing that being a tag team champion going into WrestleMania, you know you're going to be in a high-profile angle or match or just something. Uh, I think, to me, that's what we want. That, you know, all we want to do is do something important. And having the tag team championships we're there um so it makes makes life a little easier <laughs> yeah for sure i do need to ask to peek behind the curtain a little bit you know our truth as part of the judgment day i mean how close have you come to you know in a segment or whatever you've got to play the damien priest role you've got to have a stern face how close has he got you to crack 
I think you know the answer to this question is why you're asking it. He hasn't gotten close to cracking me. I've been cracked. I'm, I'm open. You know, I'm, I'm scrambled. <laughs> like he got me. It's unbelievable. I could go in and I know what he's going to do. I know he's going to try to do that. I know he's going to try to break me and make me laugh. Like that's what he does. And no matter how hard you try, no matter how much you're expecting him to say something, it doesn't matter. You look at his face and in his delivery, it's impossible to stay serious. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe some can do it, but I, I'm not one. And I'm usually pretty good at not laughing. You know, I'm a pretty serious person, especially when I need to be. But that guy, man, uh, he'll he'll break anybody. Um, I, I really do believe that. And he's gotten me a few times. I think. I think I could hold my stuff together now, <laughs> you know, but for a, a few times, especially when we were starting, I had no chance. I mean, so, you know, cause the judgment day is such a high profile faction and it's a big part of the show. I mean, when, when it was pitched that, you know, our truth is going to be involved. Was there any trepidation about how that was going to go? Or did you guys kind of see what it could be before it even happened? It wasn't even a thing of him being involved. It was just, you know, we, we show up to work and, you know, we, we got segments to do and, you know, we, we got to, you know, whether it's be backstage with somebody in the ring with somebody or have a match with somebody, you know, that's that's normal work. And that's all it was. You know, it was today you're going to do, you know, have an interaction with our truth. And we did. And then it, it wasn't supposed to be anything. But I was like, this is good. Immediately, I knew it was good. Um, and I said something and then, you know, one thing led to another. And I don't think any of us thought it was going to go this far. I don't think any of us thought we'd still be interacting. I, I Like I said, I, it was just one of those things. We show up to work and we just got a job to do. And I thought maybe extend it for one more week, have a match, and that's it. And here we are, what is it, a couple months later, and, you know, our truth's still throwing money around. And, you know, it, it, it's – I think everybody's having fun with this. The fans, the, the you know, obviously us backstage. Everybody's having a lot of fun with this. And uh, it's one of those things that happens organically that we're just like – this is what we love about the business, you know, the unpredictability of it. And, and and usually when, especially when it works in a positive way. Well, speaking of unpredictability, I want to get your take being a top WWE superstar. Um, obviously, as we record this, the, the big WrestleMania press conference has not happened yet, but The Rock returned last week on Friday and it's kind of divided some of the fan base. Some people are really happy to see Rock back. Some people are unhappy that he's potentially taking a spot from Cody Rhodes. How do you see his return? What have, what have your thoughts been? I'm excited either way. Like the idea that this is so like everybody's so enamored with it, with what's going to happen. And I think that's been missing for a while, you know, with um, the unpredictable where everybody, you know, everybody's spoiled nowadays, you know, with social media and whatnot. And, and this idea of give me what I want right now or else. And I need to know everything. I need you to spoil everything for me right now, but that's not happening. In fact, we don't know what's going to happen. And that's what's driving everybody mad. And I love it. It's just, you know, whether people are chanting one thing or another, they're chanting and they're tuning in and it's exciting. And, and the idea of maybe my chant will win over somebody else's chant. It's it just all, it's awesome. This is, this is the business, you know, that, that feeling of excitement, not knowing what's going to happen and hopefully your way will we'll triumph uh, uh, over the other way. And, you know, whether you boo or cheer, it, it's all the same. You're you're going to be entertained. It's going to be awesome. So even this press conference, like, I'm going to watch, you know, because I don't even know what's happening. And it's exciting. Like, I feel like I'm a full-fledged fan again. It's the best feeling. And I think this is good for everyone. Um, you know, the, the Bloodline, obviously, a big faction on SmackDown. And, you know, it's fair to say that maybe over the last few months with Roman not being around, the Bloodline not, not maybe being as hot as they were before. The Judgment Day are super hot. Do you think long term about how long you want the Judgment Day to go? And do you think that you guys will kind of know when it's time to start winding it down? Have you, is that in your mind yet? No, I, I think right now the only thing we're thinking is, you know, better tomorrow than we were today. You know, that that's the mentality. Um, there's no... We don't have an end in sight yet. You know, there, there's no light at the end. Right now, we're just cruising uh, and taking whatever we can, whenever we can. Um, no, I, yeah, I just look at the bloodline and I see how they, you know, they've kind of winded down uh, and we're going up. And, and that's all we want to keep doing right now. 
we'll figure out the future later. But right now, we're we're in it to dominate. We're in it to take over every program that we're on and be the number one act on every show. And as if you don't get enough praise at the moment right now from everybody, uh, Rhea Ripley was praising you uh, recently for saying it's your fault, or you're not your fault, you are the person behind the the mommy thing because you wouldn't let her be called Pappy. Do you, are you, were you, I mean, were you aware so much that you are basically the guy behind that name? Yeah, well, <laughs> and it was a cool way, the way we were doing it. It was, you know, obviously when, you know, Dom started, uh, you know, when he joined the Judgment Day and she was kind of like, you know, his boss <laughs> in a way. It was like, and we were doing all the talking about Eddie and whatnot. And it was like, you know what? You should start calling yourself Poppy. So that was the first idea. You know, like I am Poppy you know, and stuff like that. But obviously that's Eddie Guerrero, you know? So it was like, well, we can't really just do that because that's his thing. And that's completely being somebody else. So I was like, easy fix, mommy. <laughs> And it was like, there's been no, like, we'd had the mamacita, but not mommy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pitched it and she said it. I think she said it one time or, or something and it took off. There were signs everywhere. Mommy, mommy, mommy. And it was like, that's the one. Uh, so it's cool. Like, but we look, we help each other. We we're, This is all we, this is what we do. We've gotten so close, all of us, that all we do is pitch things for each other and try to give improve each other, give each other advice. So uh, that was just part of the process of what we do for each other. You know, this time it was me, but it could have easily been Finn, you know, or Dom pitching something for her at the time. So it, it's cool to know that I, that she gave me credit, but, you know, obviously it's Rhea Ripley. If it's, if it's anybody else, it doesn't work. For sure. Um, and then, you know, we mentioned at the beginning about the Bad Bunny match uh, in Puerto Rico last year. You teamed with them before, then you guys are having this match. Take us back to that day and, and the experience and you can tell us about, you know, did you expect it to be as big a success as it was? And what are your memories of it? So I know heading into Puerto Rico with Bad Bunny, you know, there was a lot of, obviously a lot of people weren't sure. And there was a lot of doubts, you know, how good is this going to be? You know, and I think that was the main reason why we weren't the main event, why the show wasn't just about, us i mean it was more about bunny anyway um and but then it became also about the guys that were in the main event i think there was just you know just in case uh i had faith i you know and i knew how hard he was working uh bad bunny was for for this event and for this match and how bad he wanted it to succeed and i did too you know for a lot of more reasons than just having a normal match it was about representing our culture our heritage you know just latinos and hispanics all around the world that it, it made us kind of put a chip on our shoulder and it was like, okay, we're going to shock the world right now. Like nobody's expecting this to be at most. Oh, that was okay. But we knew I, I, I had it in me that I knew it was going to be more and, and I knew we could do more and we were going to shock the world. And, and I think we were even more proud of the response after where everybody was like, where did that come from? You know? <laughs> And it was like, never dot me again. You know, that that was like the mentality. Um, so it was special all around. Um, I'm glad it was a success. Um, now, obviously, when you have events like this, you know, if, if they don't succeed, the company just won't go back. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, but it was a success. And now I know the door is open for a return to Puerto Rico. And more so, it, it opens up the door for other, you know, let's say Latin countries and other opportunities and now having opportunities like going to Perth, you know, obviously we were in London uh, last year. Uh, it, it's doing big PLEs in, in other places outside the immediate United States. It, that's exciting. Knowing that we could reach different fans all around the world uh, and bring something special to them. That's not normally there for them. You know, th- that is just as exciting for us as it is for them. And the last thing I want to ask you, now obviously I've asked you about all your successes, all your triumphs in WWE, but I do need to ask you about one thing that maybe wasn't as much of a triumph, and it is the match at WrestleMania Backlash in 2021 with The Miz, with the Zombies and the Army of the Dead tie-in. And, yep. I mean, what was your reaction What was your reaction at the time doing the match, and what was your reaction to the feedback uh, from people after the match? Uh, I, I knew the feedback, what it was going to be. Uh, it, it's hard when you do something different. You know, people, 
they're accustomed to one way and and some are open to change but most aren't just in general that's what it is for me personally fighting zombies was one of the coolest things i've ever done <laughs> i'm a big zombie fan like zombie movies and everything um i loved army of the dead so for me <laughs> getting to fight zombies while i was doing it i was like this is pretty cool <laughs> you know I know most people disagree with me, but they weren't in my shoes in that moment when you see these professionally done up zombies coming at you um, and just me kicking them and doing wrestling. I mean, it was just its ridiculous, but it was very cool. I, I loved it. <laughs> so, um, but I understand the feedback because it's just not the norm of what we do. And I get it. Uh, I, and I sympathize with, with like the, the, the purists that were like, this is not what we want to see. And I get it. But sometimes, you know, it, it enhances everything else that much more. You, you see you see that and then you see a great match that follows right after. It enhances that match even more. So there, there's different ways to look at it. And uh, I'm proud that we did that. Wilson, thanks so much for your time. And, uh, best of luck going to the Mania season. You'll appreciate it. My pleasure. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 